Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, apply today at kellydparker.com forward slash coaching. Hey, 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 this is episode 38 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. And I want to formally welcome you to the behind the scenes episode. Today, I want to take you behind the curtain of a speaking engagement that I had recently. And um, we should all know by now that the way to become better at speaking is to speak. And so we should be actively taking opportunities to speak, whether they're big or small, so that we can work on our skills. Not only that, but taking the time to reflect and really figure out what did I learn, what worked, and what didn't. So I kind of want to take you behind the scenes in my own journey to be able to unpack that with you. So recently, I had an opportunity to speak to some college students at Fort Valley State University. Shout out to those awesome students. They're located in Georgia, and it was a virtual event, and um just want to walk you through some of the things that worked for me, some of the things that didn't, and um, just kind of how I felt about the whole experience. All right. So this is the behind the curtain episode. So let's go. Number one. So I hope I'm not alone in this, but anytime it's time for me to do something, especially speaking when I'm preparing, there's always that moment. Most of the time, I say 99% of the time where I'm like, oh God, I wish I would have started doing this earlier. Like, I feel stressed out. Like, do I really have enough time to put all this stuff together? Like, why didn't I start on this last week? I'm definitely that that kind of person. And so I did have that feeling like, Kelly, you should have started earlier. So that's part of the lesson that I learned. And then I think the other part, which I will um, talk about later, is that really me freaking out was not necessary, which is another theme in my life. But (laughs) for now, I think take the lesson around starting as early as possible in terms of preparation of your speaking points, and then also visuals, because I had slides that I did as well. So speaking of slides, the second thing that I learned is that your slides do not need to be perfect. So here's the deal. So I'm preparing and all this stuff and I'm doing the slides at the same time and I'm getting kind of frustrated, like doggone it. I should have had somebody help me with these slides, which probably is true, but I was getting really frustrated. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't care. Like this is the best that I can do and it's just going to have to work. And in feeling like maybe it wasn't good enough, I realized that they were just fine. (laughs) And I actually got some compliments on my slides. And so I think the takeaway is a lot of times we make a big deal out of something 
that's already fine, right? Or drive ourselves crazy trying to perfect something when really perfect is not even required. So I definitely took that away in terms of slides, but I will say as a 2B point to my 2A point is get help. So it probably honestly would have gone smoother had I gotten some help with my slides. So that's something that I want to maybe think about for the next time. Here's the third thing that I think re worked really well for me. I organized my thoughts around a framework. So let me tell you what I mean by that. So I spoke to the students. So the name of the talk is Young, Rich, and Black. And rich is an acronym. It stands for something. It stands for resilience, initiative, confidence, and humility. And that's kind of what we talked about, right? So that acronym is kind of like a framework. It's a map for us to be able to talk through the content. So it provides some structure. And I felt like that worked really well and it gave them something to remember, something to refer back to, and it was a way to tie everything together, right? So um, that's definitely something to think about is you're creating talking points for stuff. Maybe you can create an acronym or some kind of way where it's easy to remember. Maybe it's the you know, five P's of keeping your finances in order or whatever that looks like, where all the, you know, all the keywords start with the same letter or it has some sort of name or some sort of kind of systematic way where you can work through the content that helps people remember because them remembering is much more important than anything, right? Because we can say all the words, but we really want to be impactful and people to really remember what we said. And so I feel like having that framework to guide the discussion was really, really powerful. So I'm definitely going to keep that up for sure. That's one of my go-tos. Here's something else that I experienced that I think we can all learn from on today. <laughs> keep going even if the tech is messing up or keep going even if you are messing up with the tech. <laughs> so we're in this virtual environment, which for me it's like super awkward, super, super awkward. So a lot of the students were starting to get on and a lot of them onto the, we did it over Zoom. A lot of them didn't have their camera on, which is fine. Uh, but it's, you lack that connection because you can't see faces. You don't know what's really going on. Nobody really knows. So my way of dealing with that is just, committing to it and going for it so I'm going to give you full energy I'm going to bring the type of energy that I want you to have I'm going to seek to be more exciting and more engaging than whatever else you might be doing like I'm just going to go for it like in spite of all that I just commit to it I just fully go for it so I'm thinking, okay, it's time for us to start. Let me go ahead and start. So I was noticing as the students were coming on, they were muting themselves. So I'm like, okay, we should be good. Everybody's muting themselves. Let me share my screen, share my slides and, you know, get going. So then I kind of am going and then I hear some talking. So it's still people coming on the call and they're not muting. And I'm like, shoot. So now I have to negotiate where is the button to mute everybody, <laughs> which is, is simple to find, but it's the feeling of everyone is looking at you. <laughs> and now that I've shared my screen, I'm a little unsure where is that thing at? And I'm not, you know, fully thinking in my right mind because I'm 
out of sorts because I feel like everybody's looking at me. So I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. So I'm like, let me unshare my screen. I just said, okay, hold on, guys. We're going to get started in a second. So I'm kind of basically I'm fumbling around a little bit, but it's okay. You just go with it and don't let it get in your head so much where now you can't really show up and perform. So I just unshared my screen so I could find the unmute button. I unmuted, then I reshared my screen, <laughs> you know, so I was feeling like a little clumsy, but I just pressed through it. I'm like, okay, we got through that. Now let's go. Let's put that out of our minds and let's go. So even if the tech is messing up or you are messing up with the tech or you don't know where something is or whatever the case may be, don't take yourself so seriously that you let it just overtake you and now you're all in your head and you're thinking you're getting ready to screw up like kind of reset in your mind so I think that's kind of what I learned with that here's the fifth thing that I tried so I'm somebody I like to keep things simple especially virtually because I'm always if I'm honest I'm nervous that something's gonna go wrong I'm nervous and I'm gonna plan it a certain way and it's not going to work that way. And so I like to just keep things super simple. But I knew that I wanted this presentation to be engaging. I knew I wanted to have a little bit of, you know, like variety and interaction and all of that. So I tried something that I normally don't. I included a video clip. I included a video clip of Michelle Obama being interviewed about her book, Becoming. And she was talking about. Um, if you're not familiar, her high school guidance counselor telling her that, you know, basically, I don't think you're a good fit for Princeton. Like, I think you might be reaching. And she was explaining how that didn't affect her because she had grown up in this environment where she was told the opposite. She was told to reach for her goal. She was told that anything was possible, et cetera. So I kind of use that to lead into the discussion around confidence and, you know, not accepting everything that's spoken over you. So normally I would probably just describe the story because I would be nervous that the video wouldn't work or something would go wrong and I don't want to experience that. But I decided to step out a little bit and actually uh, import the video into the presentation, which I feel was really cool. And it was a really cool change of pace within the middle of the presentation because it was kind of unexpected a little bit, I think. So that worked really, really well. With that, I will say the reason that it worked well was because I actually did a dry run with my dad actually earlier that day to make sure that it was working properly. And that was key because it wasn't working. I didn't have the sound working and I didn't know how to. I had to figure all of that out beforehand. And in doing that, everything worked well. So my takeaway was keep trying different stuff and make sure that you're testing it out so that you know that it's going to work how it's supposed to in the moment. And um, I think that was that was really good. So as an offshoot of that, having a dry run, having some sort of, you know, walkthrough, especially when we're dealing with technology I think for me, it helped to ease my nerves a little bit. And then it also gave me an idea of how things are going to go and gave me a little bit more confidence. Like, okay, I think I know that this is probably going to go pretty smooth. So let's actually call that number six, because that has nothing to really do with multimedia. It does and it doesn't, but I feel like that's his own point. So let's go through these to review and I have some more, but I just want to review so far. 
start early. That's number one in your preparation. Uh, number two, know that you don't need perfect slides. Uh, sometimes good is good enough. And then to be, you know, an offshoot of that would be get help. So if there are aspects of your presentation like slides or things like that, that you can delegate, think about that. Uh, number three was have a framework or some sort of, of map or some sort of memorable vehicle that you can use so that people can follow along with you and remember. Number four was keep going, even if the tech is messing up or you are messing up with the, with the tech. Number five is give multimedia a try or different things that you haven't tried before. And then with that, number six would be to do a dry run to make sure that you are testing all of the different elements to make sure that they're working, especially virtually. So we'll call that number six. So let's move on to number seven. Here's number seven, especially virtually. If you throw out a question such as, so one of the things that I had, had led with with the students was, can you tell me what year you are in school and what you're studying? And then of course, during the course of the presentation, I had thrown out different questions about all of the points, right? So, you know, what is humility to you? Or, you know, whatever that looked like. Here's what I, what I noticed. You have to pause for people to answer. And you have to embrace that that pause might feel a little bit awkward because it feels like no one is going to answer my question. But the thing is, they might they might answer the question. They just need a minute to think about it and they need a minute to type. So don't feel so, you know, awkward or so out of sorts that you just keep going and don't give them that that moment to submit their, their answer or their response. Like don't be afraid of that moment of silence, that pause, because that's actually refreshing and resetting, right? It creates like that contrast. So if I'm talking, 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 and then I stop, right? It creates interest actually, and it creates time for everybody's brain to catch up with what's going on. So that was something that I was totally pleasantly surprised by because I didn't, I'm going into this not knowing if they're going to be engaged or not. But after that pause, like a whole lot of answers started to come in, right? And I noticed that throughout the presentation, right? So it might be a pause, but don't automatically assume that that means they're not engaged, et cetera, et cetera. And on the flip side, let's say you ask the question, you pause and child, no, still no one has said anything. That's okay. That is absolutely fine. Um, you can definitely transition from that. So if I say, you know, what does humility mean to you? And then there's a pause and there's crickets. And I would say, yeah, you know, humility is all about blank, blank, blank. So it's not a big deal. I'm not worried about it. We're going to keep it moving, you know, so that's that's always the mentality that I try to keep. And the more that you act like stuff isn't a big deal, the more you act like, hey, we're going to keep this going. This is, you know, the more you keep your energy up, it's going to transfer to your audience. So pausing for people to answer, I believe is number seven. Here's something else that I learned. Number eight, just because people's camera is off doesn't always mean they're not engaged. Just because somebody's camera is off doesn't always mean they're not engaged. So um, like I said, so on this presentation, we had like 
maybe 25 students or something like that. At least I would say about 25 students and probably 98% of them didn't have their camera on. So like I said, when I started talking, I'm like, I really don't know. Like, I don't know these kids. They don't know me. They're not kids. They're young adults. They don't know me. I don't know them, but I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to act like this is the best presentation that anyone could ever give, you know? And, um, what blew me away was not only well, a couple of things. So one question that I asked, you know, I'm assuming everyone's going to get in the chat and answer. And one of the the young men, he unmuted and started talking and I loved it. I'm like, I am here. Listen, I am here for the participation. Okay. So it, it kind of taught me like, just because your camera's off doesn't mean you're not paying attention. Like evidently you are tracking with me, you know? So he shared and that was cool. So then, you know, when we got to the end, you know, I said the obligatory, if you have any questions or comments, please share them in, you know, full transparency. I did not expect anyone to say anything, you know, I'm just throwing it out. Listen, those students were unmuting and sharing. I'm talking about sharing. Um, one young lady was talking about, you know, this was really good for me. I, I switched majors and I've been feeling unsure. And this really, you know, was giving me a lot of motivation. And, you know, people were, were really reflecting on specific things that we had talked about. You know, one of the young ladies was like, you know, I really liked how you used the rich acronym and you talked about, you know, it's about more than money. So the I could tell by what they were saying, they had been paying attention, that they had been highly engaged and highly connected into what we were talking about, even though the camera was off, right? And so it just taught me like, don't let things like that get in your head. Matter of fact, when you are speaking, let nothing get in your head. We will deal with the rest on the back end. Like while you are speaking, this is the best presentation. Everybody is engaged. Everything is great, period. <laughs> and we will deal with the rest later. But in that moment, definitely bring that energy and don't don't question stuff. Because a lot of times the things that we're questioning, the things that we're freaking out about are not even real. They are not even real things. They're just things in, in our mind that sometimes get us off track. So that was so, it really was so, so encouraging. And the uh, advisor, the student's advisor was on the call as well. And I could see how she was just so pleased and so happy. And so I loved that. And the final thing that I will share, and I think we're on, I guess this is number eight. Y'all know I can't, I can't really count. I don't really know. <laughs> but uh, the last thing that I would encourage you to do is to, as much as you can, get feedback and celebrate your wins. Get feedback and celebrate your wins. And of course, you're going to course correct, right? And, and, and think about what didn't work. But we do that almost without thinking, Celebrating our win sometimes is a little bit harder because we tend to focus on what didn't work. But I would encourage you to get feedback. So what I did with the students was I told them I'm giving away a $25 Amazon gift card if you will go to my website and complete this exit survey, right? So um, 10 of them did that and that gave me a chance to get some feedback about what they really thought. It gave me, I asked them stuff like, what do you want to see next for me? So it gave me a chance to see like, okay, well, what other things could I suggest to your advisor or, you know, similar students, you know, other programming that I could offer. 
And I also gave them a chance to write a testimonial that then I can take with me, you know, as proof for other things that I want to do. But anyway, within that, what I was able to see was what really resonated with them and what was the tangible you know, difference of what I did. So one young lady was like, you really motivated me to my, my best friend and I were starting our podcast, you know, it's long overdue. Um, you know, people were saying at first I wasn't motivated, but now I'm feeling really motivated to reach my goals, et cetera, et cetera. So I felt like doing that was really, really powerful to understand, not just how I thought it went, but from out of your mouth, how did it go? You know, what went well? And taking a moment to sit in that, right? Because we work hard. We work hard on the things we do. We work hard to bring our best ideas. We work hard to present our best self. And sometimes we don't celebrate that. We just go on to the next thing. And so getting feedback and celebrating what's working, I think is really key in taking that momentum into your next speaking opportunity, whatever it may be. So that's a little bit of behind the scenes in what it's like for me in terms of preparing to speak and the actual experience of speaking, especially virtually. So I hope that some of these tidbits were helpful to you and you can implement them the next time you are on the stage, whether it is virtual or in person. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.